Alright everyone, welcome to Redhead Racing Radio, RHRR. Jason, I saw your mouth move. Did I just like interrupt your introduction? Were you about to do it? I I was going to give you the greatest introduction ever by saying one thing. What were you going to say? Or just give you a thought. It felt so nice to be on like the positive side of a change in NASCAR this weekend versus think it sucks. Like in terms of the Isn't Bristol race? Compl- yeah, like I didn't like just watch it with anger. I watched it with like, oh, this isn't bad. And yeah. usually you make fun of me for always hating everything. But like I got to watch it with like a positive attitude and it's completely changed my world. Oh, my God. Jason, welcome to the club, dude. It's so great to have you. Like you just got to go into it thinking like, all right, we're going to make this work. And then it's so much better to watch. Welcome. Indeed. Yeah, it was. I was worried for a fair amount. Um, well, because of the rain and everything, I'm like, gosh, yeah. because practice and, and all that looked awesome. Like I was like, obviously everyone's a little skeptical, doesn't know what it's like going into it, but you watch the trucks and the cup guys practice. You're like, all right, they can pull this race off. And then the mud hits the trucks and you're like, oh no, this is going to be, it was set to be so great. And then this rain's going to ruin it. But I'm so glad it didn't because it was pretty entertaining at Bristol. Well, I went from Friday and be like, oh, this is pretty cool, to Saturday and Sunday and be like, oh, this is so dumb. Why are we letting NASCAR race on a track where if it rains, they will not race that day? Like, that's a bad deal. And then Monday, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool again. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, we'll get more into that first, but I want to hear why you're in such a tight recording window. We are later in the week, but I just want to know what's your, what's so busy with Andrew's life on Wednesday night? Um, I got a, a bunch of things. I just came back from working at K-1, and, man, that's just a – that's a bunch of stories kids. right there. It's just yeah, the kids literally kids. like listen, if you if you bring your kids to the track, that's great. Like I'm so happy they want to like race go-karts, but they are the most difficult to deal with. Like it's like I literally felt today like I was herding cattle. Like it was just like they're all over the place and it's like I learned at K1, I have so much short of patience for people by the end of the shift than I do the beginning. Um, so that's caught me up all day, which then throws my schoolwork backwards. And so we're doing a bunch of videography projects tonight for a videography class that actually mostly goes on while we're working on the Dale Jr. download together. I'm literally <laughs> missing that class because of the download, but it's worth it. Um, but we have to do a bunch of uh, videos, like news packages, and we've basically staged every single one of our news packages to make them funny. <laughs> like, I had my roommate Spencer, the first time he was playing pool, and I told him, like, act like you're so good, but, like, play horribly. So he did that. Um, we did a couple other ones, and, and tonight we're going to film him um, basically explaining that he's in the middle of a pyramid scheme, but doesn't know it and we're gonna like visually put it together like it's serious but try and make it as funny as possible so that's what we're working on tonight i'm dying laughing on the inside all right you know what you i'll send you the videos they are actually very funny i'll be the judge that's a good idea okay yeah back to our regularly scheduled programming i just was curious about that um oh i was gonna say one more thing this is on my list of topics. I rediscovered popcorn this weekend. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't, haven't How? had it in years and then got some this weekend. I was like, whoa, this is good. Like, this is a good snack. It's just... And I put... What kind of popcorn? Straight up? Or like caramel corn? Yeah, or? just like... No, just like, yeah, microwaved. Yeah. See, it just it gets stuck st- in my teeth. And then yeah, it's like, that's... Yeah. I did. 
I can't deal with it. I didn't it. like that, but like I haven't had it in years. I'm like, wow, this is a snack. And I put M&Ms in it too, like not to cook it, but like afterwards. And then like the chocolate and the Whoa. popcorn. That's big it's time. Crazy. That's a good combo mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah, I'm basically a chef. Yeah. <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> All right. So as we follow my strain of thoughts, my friend Garrett called our show just a bunch of Jason's rants with a little bit of Andrew's commentary in it. So I feel like that's <laughs> going to be today's show because I've got a list of things I want to go over. Ready? Let's do it. So f- back to Friday. The fact that they had practice, like, I freaking love practice. Dale tweeted, I didn't realize how much I missed practice. Like, me watching that, I'm like, we talked about last year, especially the championship race, there was no buildup to anything without practice. There's no hype or anything. But it did it. Practice is what builds hype and we saw that on friday yeah. and i enjoyed watching it i enjoyed the storyline they created i enjoyed seeing everything and i enjoyed the conversation and it's it's as if it's kind of like important for nascar to build up its race weekend with practice yeah no i i agree i was working out when the first i like like you just know when practice starts like you're like all right i gotta make sure i tune into practice when it starts i was working out and i'm I had the channel on Fox Sports 1 ready for the truck guys to hit the track. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I enjoy it because it's something that's that you can put on. It's NASCAR racing and NASCAR content that you can it's put content. on. It's content, yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, if we're not going to broadcast, like, because if it, if it comes down to, like, oh, TV doesn't want to do practice anymore, it makes no sense, put it on NASCAR.com. Like, honestly, it doesn't have to be that, that intensive, you know? Um, and we don't need a full long weekend full of practices. Like if we just throw a happy hour practice in and qualifying, that's totally good enough. I think mm-hmm. the other thing about it, I was like learning things at Heather race. Weekend. Yeah. That's what practice does. It teaches things like Larry Mack was explaining a lot of like the banking change that they did for Bristol, which I had no idea it was a thing in the lap times. Like they were teaching us things and that's what the whole goal is. Like people are like, we don't need practice. Just let them show up and race. But like, there's so many small things practice does to like make it a complete race weekend and add to the identity of the sport. You can't lose that. So I hope we have more practice. And I guess the next practice is until Coda in May, but like, I'll be stoked for that too. Like give us practice. Practice is important. Well, Denny Hamlin, I don't remember exactly what he said, but Hamlin said, and we're again, back to the praising Denny Hamlin and his opinions this year. He said, you know, you know, it's great. NASCAR's trying all these things, but we cannot, we cannot go too far off of what's traditional in terms of practice and qualifying. He made it very clear, like, oh, NASCAR yeah. likes to try things and make things different, but he's like, we cannot go this far away from our roots. Um, and I, I agree with Hamlin. It's refreshing to hear drivers say that, especially when, you know, part of this yeah. whole shortening the weekend was because the drivers didn't want to spend as much time at the track because they're always traveling and about. Money. So it was very refreshing to hear Hamlin say, like, we cannot derive too far away from the NASCAR we know and love. And, and, and honestly, mm. it was, it's more of what we used to know and love. We can't, we can't go too far away from it because we're going to lose people. So would you say testing rain tires on short tracks is straying too far away from NASCAR's traditional? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I I saw that, that we were doing that. Uh, Chad Knaus was there at Martinsville yesterday. And I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't think so because it's a – 
it's a way that we can continue to race. You know, I think racing in the rain has always been a thing at road courses, and, you know, that's not untraditional. And, honestly, it makes it kind of entertaining. So if we see a Martinsville rain race, it would be interesting. It could be a complete disaster. It's um, such a gimmicky way to be entertained. It's not like pure racing. You'll be entertained by, like, just the fact that they can't really control their car. Like, that's not racing. It's just, like... And road courses, yeah, I think it's part of the thing. But like, on a short track, it makes track, it different though. Because a road course is like it's not a traditional track; it's a different kind of track, and that's like well established within the brand of road course racing is that they can do. Because you know, F one sports cars they don't race on ovals; they race on tracks like that, and they race rain or shine. And NASCAR, you know, finally got around to that in the Cup Series a few years ago. But a short track, like the racing's built on the just traditional dry, like the pavements dry, the tires stick on dry, like the Charlotte Roval. Yeah. It was entertaining, but like now every race in comparison, that's going to suck because people are going to want that wreck and that all those wrecks and all that action. And you're not going to get that again in the extreme series race at the Roval without rain. So I think it's just not a good path, traditional path, what sports core roots are to be all in on rain racing. Like, yeah, every once yeah, in a while, if you have to do it. I but... don't think this means we're all in. I'm, they were testing it. Um, but the idea and, that they're and, considering and, it, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me personally, having been to so many races that have rained out, like, it is exhausting. That's why, like, when I went to the Roval and, you know, I don't remember the last road course I was at. It might have been the Roval. Now that I think yeah, about it. But, but, like, it's nice to know that you're there. Yeah. And rain or shine, you're gonna get a race. All right, here's and your I, like, I I I I don't mind it. I can I can get behind that. All right, here's your thing. You think thirty thousand fans want to sit in the pouring rain to watch a race? Like, you haven't had to do that, but like Jason as All a right. kid do going think, to races. Do you think fans at road courses want to do the same thing? Like, I'm just gonna fire that right back. Like, it's the same concept. I think it's uh, accepted. Racing like, in the rain is, I mean, that like that argument right there is we're racing in the rain at other places already. So I know, it's but like, do you think fans at IMSA races and all these other okay, road courses want to sit in the rain? Like, IMSA's all, like, that's not their what brand. What IndyCar, you know? That's not their brand. Like, they've known, like, they have done that for years and over the years. But NASCAR, you're not used to, like, I'm going to pay $70 to go watch a race, but it's going to pour down rain. So me and my three kids... Like I'm, my kids aren't going to sit through a rainstorm to watch a race. Like it's okay, but I'll I'll give you this. Experience. You know how many and I like we've had good attendance the next day for rainouts, but how many fans would rather sit in the rain and watch a race rather than not be able to come back the next day and completely miss out on the experience? A small That's what number. I'm saying. A small number. I don't, I don't know. I I I think we yeah. I think I, you're going to kill attendance even worse by this. saying. I think rain. Tracks People are not going to be driven away because of that. Yes, they think, are. So. People don't go to the races if there's rain in the forecast. The walk-up crowds to races that have rain in forecast because, are absolutely awful. Because they figure they're not going to race. But I don't think they're going to... If Pretend there's you know 60,000 seats at Charlotte and the Coke 600 has a rain in the forecast. And you've sold 40,000 of those seats. And usually 20,000 are sold the day of. 20,000 people are not going to go to the race with the rain and the forecast. But if it's a dry, sunny day, 20,000 more people are going to show up and buy tickets. It's a bad moment. All right, well, that's just, that sucks. That's just, there's nothing that car can do about it. Okay, if I'm you just saying, have a normal, saying. if you have a normal race day with dry conditions, the racing's going to be better. 
and you're going to get to have a, have people show up. Like, Obviously. like people aren't going to yeah. sit in the rain. Like that's like, there's such a small number of people that are like, yeah, I'm going to sit in the rain, rain or shine. I think we're getting a little too ahead of this. Let's debate it's it dumb. when NASCAR, listen, it's being considered. Let's talk it's about it when it's actually a thing. It's a dumb. All right. Well, I think, I think it's fine. I think it's cooler testing it out. Why not? It is so on short, short, like, God, it's so bad. Okay. Back to my list. The visual appeal of Bristol was really cool. Like I, the Chase Elliott posted a photo of his car on the dirt and like with the dirt flying out of the back, like visually NASCAR, NASCAR needs anything to get itself attention. And the visuals of a normal race aren't necessarily going to do that, but visuals of this car on dirt, like looking like it's driving down dirt road with like mud flying around stuff like that on the car sideways, that looked really cool. And on social and social media, that's a way to get people's attention. And I think that's another Bristol dirt positive. Yeah. I love, I love the red clay dirt that was on the top, you know, it got wiped away, but the, uh, at least when we started the race track looked beautiful. Also with that, this is back to, um, this is on my list. Oh yeah. Back to this idea of, we talked about last year, maybe the idea of having to make every race special, like a big event to make it feel special and just make it feel big to get enough attention it deserves. The normal Bristol spring race isn't like that wasn't happening. Like it was not getting any special recognition like big events do, but making a dirt race now all of a sudden it's got a very unique twist to it. That's going to make it a big event and a big deal and make it special and feel noteworthy and feel newsworthy and feel relevant. NASCAR in general needs more of those races. Like I think going to some road courses accomplishes that, but having this dirt race, like having two relevant Bristol races, one on dirt, one on classic Saturday night summer race. Like those are two very good brands for those races. Overall, if NASCAR has less races, but more bigger events like that, that is a great way to go. And I think that's what Marcus Smith mentioned on the Dale Jr. Download this week, something along those lines of trying to make every event special and Bristol dirt, that was a good way to do it. I was not initially thinking that way, but now I'm like, hey, special events are good. Uh, ahead of the um, inaugural Roval, I uh, again, yeah. I saw what? Marcus that, Smith, yeah, again. Yeah, but it went from the boring-ass 500-mile Charlotte fall race to this unbelievable road course within Charlotte Mars Speedway that was putting yeah. on a great show. Well, ahead of, ahead of that event. Roval race... Head of that Roval race, I was walking up and down pit road, and I ran into former president of NASCAR, Brent Dewar. I think he was president at the time. Um, and I told him, like, I think besides the 500, this race is the most anticipated of the year. And I think Bristol was this year's inaugural Roval feeling. Like, I no doubt. The buildup to this race, the unknowns behind it were pretty crazy. And here's the thing, though. I think... The Roval may have lost a little bit of flair. I think it's still a pretty darn cool racing event. But you think about, I think Bristol will continue. This race will continue to be a, a big marquee event every year. If we continue doing dirt, we're already doing it next year. But if we keep doing that, Eldora was the same way. I mean, like, I remember knowing when Eldora was, making sure I darn sure tuned into that race because I knew it was special, it was unique, it was something fun to watch. And I think... This Bristol weekend, even though we've already kind of gone through weekend number one, we know what to expect coming around next year. 
I think it's still going to be a pretty special event and, and, and special race. We got to make it a night race, though. I think that's what made Eldora especially cool is we're racing into the sunset. Bristol's got lights. Why not do two Bristol night races and one's on dirt? I think that'd be cool. Like, by the time you get to the main event, there's so many cool visual things. We're talking about the visual. Bristol under the lights on dirt would make this event that much cooler. I agree. Want me to tell you why they won't do it? Why won't they do it? This is all Fox's idea. And Fox has been publicly said that ratings are terrible for night races. We want to race on Sunday afternoons. And so when until NASCAR is making more money than from the TV contracts, they are not going to probably do be able to make a move like that. It's Fox. Fox is the one in the driver's seat, which unfortunately you would, they're not, their concern is not, well, their concern is their audience, but you would wish their concern was the best possible racing. And I think 95% of Twitter said, why isn't this race at night? The race going to be better. So, Hey, I think they should do that. But also I think they should move it to a, later in the spring when, you know, the weather is typically better versus March when it always rains in Bristol. Just an idea. Yeah, I think it's fair. Okay. Dale tweeted a lot of good things over the weekend. One of them was watching practices and there seems to be a lot of concerns, water temps, brake temps, tire wear, vision. I miss it when we had all these concerns every week. What a wild one. This one is shaping up to be at Bristol. The fact that we had to do a dirt race to like figure out the key elements that racing that is missing, like, Practice. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Brad Kozlowski said, got to keep the tires on it. And Chase is like, I miss when we had to do this all the time. Like simple, like just, I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I'm just a person that enjoys quality racing. And I feel like the quality racing with a lot of different drivers having to manage and teams having to manage all these elements of their car, maybe a real engineer can like tell us if these are truly make racing better, but like all that combined factored in makes for, I think a more exciting race. And Glad it took a dirt race for us to have to figure that out again. Yeah, it goes back to just building up the weekend, you know, and and drivers creating dialogue about practice and stuff. And he, I know Dale was even, you know, he talked a bunch about the, on the download. He hated practice, but then he got to his final year and he enjoyed it so much, just trying to find speed in different areas at the track and be able to work with it with his crew and all that, like. I think that's fun to watch on my side. Like, I don't even know what changes they're making, but I, I think it's fascinating to watch these teams and these geniuses at work, and yeah. I think we should put them to work more than than, than what we already yeah. see, than just lining them up on, on, on the grid. Yeah, the model, I think, is F1. I've mentioned before yeah. on the show that I'm getting into it, and they I just have watched, never strayed um, away. Drive to Survive, by the way. I just watched the um, first episode of season three. You didn't watch it the first two seasons? good. Yeah. Um, you no, gotta, not really. All right. My opinion, this season was the worst of the three. I think you really need to go watch the first two. Like, because of COVID? Yeah, that's part of it. But, like, the storylines of this last year in F1 were not as good as the first, like, first two years. And COVID probably was the reason because they didn't go to the, a lot of the same tracks. I would go watch. No rush. Go watch the first episode of the first season and progress from there. Okay. Yeah, but I thought it was awesome. And, yeah, like, just, the like, the whole, there. like, like even thinking about, I don't remember which driver it was, but it's, like, I, man, I'm going to botch this, but it was, like, someone was, like, on the, like, a Red Bull World Racing Team or something like that, and, like, World. And, like, you think about it, like, this is a world event. Mm -hmm. Like, this is highly sought after, like, and I don't watch, I, have, I don't remember the last time I watched an F1 race, but just watching 
everything around it, even their media day and the pictures of all the drivers on the track. And it's like, it's a big marquee event. I would love to just see, like, here's the thing. NASCAR can get a documentary, but I don't feel like NASCAR is at that type of level. Let's elevate it to to bring it and make it big. A documentary on and that, that's like just, a platform that's more like access. That. That's just more access. We gotta. We yeah. used to have media day and have all the drivers accessible and and preseason testing. And it's like, man, F one still does all that. Why? Yeah. Why did we go away with all those yeah. things? And so they have kind of maintained that kind of structure of their sport, and it's yeah like benefit them. Like their practice, qualifying, testing. Like they're all about all that stuff. Races are short. I tweeted this on Sunday blown away by f1 quality of broadcast coverage and graphics you need to watch a race simply i'll try it's to find on so damn I know, early but when they're in like canada or something that'll be like a normal time yeah what like, time are they normally every weekend depends on it really depends they travel all like eastern well it's it's usually like this week was do you 11. wake up early for it no this weekend was 11 a.m oh but okay. it, it will change yeah. every week but here's the thing their broadcasts are like watching that compared to like Anything NASCAR does is freaking crazy. Um, someone tweeted about the, oh, Landon Castle tweeted about the graphics that they have, which are incredible, and the data they provide, like all this information they're giving you. Unlike, we got um, cartoons that yeah, don't even look yeah. like the drivers. I, I get them, worse somehow yeah. every week. Like, literally, I looked at the one of Bubba, and I'm like, no way that's the same yeah. one that we saw in Daytona. Like, his, like, that, like it, it looks less like him. It feels yeah. like every single person's graphics seem to have gotten worse every week. Yeah. F1, <laughs> here's a intense, dramatic Drive to Survive Netflix series, NASCAR. Well, let's do a Kevin James sitcom. F1, here's yeah. some really quality You watch graphics. the crew? You end up watching that? I've watched like four episodes. I'm like, this is dumb. I can't do this. Yeah, it was all right. I think the best part was when Blaney and Austin Dillon were in it. Like, yeah. that was honestly like the best part. Like, yeah. it was funny watching them. But then F1 was like, oh, we got all these great broadcast graphics. And Fox is like, here's some cartoons. Like, yay, fun. Another thing I put, captivating tire and pit strategy. Like, F1 races on stages. They just have these really compelling strategies where there was a two-stop versus a three-stop strategy, and the win came down to literally second, like not even a second. Like it was a cl- someone closing in on better tires versus someone with older tires leading. Like, and you know what? We It's almost like you got to get rid of stage racing at road courses if we want to get that back. Yep. Short race length, two hours. Race was like less than two hours. It was great. A battle for the win, like dramatic, like drama. Just like, I don't know. F1, in my mind, I was so against watching it. And then our producer Tyler convinced me to watch it last season. And now I'm, I understand it, but like they do, I don't know they set the model for motorsports, and I think NASCAR should pay attention to what they're doing and try to follow some of these. Yeah. I got to maybe record them or tune in or do something, but there's just yeah. so early, especially like Eastern time, man, converting to Pacific. It's just the worst. Maybe you should just move to like a good time zone. Yeah. Aren't you? But hey, the sun's still out. I got a beautiful sunset every day. It's 90 degrees outside. It's beautiful. Are you going to Chicago in the summer or are you staying there for the summer? No, I'm, I'm going home in Chicago. Okay. So gotcha. it's even better. So, so well, yeah. I get nice weather up until May. I go home yeah, yeah. and then I get nice weather up until August and then I come back here. I'm just thinking you'll have a much better time zone deal in Chicago to watch a race like yeah. that. So yeah. we'll wait a few months. But yeah. Um, that's, hey, that's all I got. Cool, man. Oh, Marty Smith is the coolest human in the world. Yeah, how was he? How was he today? I'm going to, you're going to need to listen. It was incredible. I know. Every time I hear him talk, like, I just feel like I want to live life. 
better. Like I just want to go do better yeah. things and be like. Hey. And his book, man, yeah. so so good. I decided he even like you know what my favorite part was. He's like he's got poems, but they're really songs, and I just think that's so freaking cool. And I read them like these are freaking great. Mm. So I would love to talk to Marty about all that. I'm working on a project on the side here that I was telling you about, but um, I'll go ahead and tease it. I'll do a little teaser. So I uh. I have a radio show here at ASU um, through our school radio station, and uh, it's a music show. Oh, my God. Jason's got the guitar out. Do a play A chord. Play A chord. Here, here, here. Do you want me to help you? Do you want me to get mine? I'll show you how to no, play. Tyler's going to get pissed at me when he sees this in the first place, so you just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, just, like, stay there and, and just kind of, yeah, there you go. That's not a chord or anything. I don't know what that is. But um but yeah, so I'm I'm putting together a big radio special ahead of Eric Church's Heart and Soul album release and it's going to feature songwriters from the projects talking about the songs that they wrote in it. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I already heard talk to one guy, stick that in your country song. He wrote that song and he said it originally had 11 verses that they had to cut down to the whole song. And I'm just uh, so excited to get more stuff like that. So that'll be coming out soon. I'll be sharing all that information. I love, I think Marty would be great for that. I know he told some cool Eric stories today. I can imagine it being a video series and a podcast and like this in-depth written article that's like all this visual media elements to it. Yeah, it's going to be a radio show. I'll probably make it a special podcast too, on demand. Maybe we'll promote it for you. Yeah, good deal. All right, I got to go film a bunch of stuff. Jason, where can we follow you on follow social media? Me hey, Jason Schultz, except don't follow me this weekend because I am deleting social media for the weekend because I need a break and there's no racing, good so deal. I don't need to watch it. Good man. Smart. I should probably do that too. Yeah, you do that too. So don't follow Andrew until next week, but follow when you do follow him, his handle is. All right, you can follow me at Andrew Curlin TV. I'm going to be busy working on that. I've been so I've been doing like I've been being paid for stuff. Like I've finally been doing freelance work. So it's like I actually have not really been getting around to my individual NASCAR work um that you're used to seeing those interviews. So um I've been busy with with uh other stuff. So I'll, I'll get back around to it. I'm looking to have some drivers on soon, but uh, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes over on this side of things. I like it. And I'm going to find you out. Yes, sir. This All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This podcast yeah. is brought to you by the Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with a six-time national distributor of the year. That's a lot of time. Six times. As, uh, you know what? One for every string on the guitar you're holding right there. Yep. Towsing gets so mad when you find out. <laughs> So, Good deal. so if we don't come back after Martinsville in a few weeks, which I'm going to the extreme race in Martinsville, so I'll get to talk about that nice. on our next show. But yep. if I'm not allowed, I hope it doesn't rain. I, that would suck if you can't see the Xfinity race. I would rather. Be able to race I don't want to. I'm not like I don't want to go sit in a racing rain. Like that has no interest to me at all. I think it'd be. Cool. And I know there's a lot of fans. Like yeah, to cool watch on TV, but if you're there, it's like, well, this well. Anyways, all right, I gotta run. See y'all. Signing off from me and Mike.